But an eagle's hungry, doesn't hesitate. It'll dive down at 100 miles an hour to snatch its prey. Doesn't wait around for a fish to jump at its feet. Talons. It's not talent, it's instinct. An eagle knows it has to make the first move. If you want to beat Cobra Kai in the All Valley, you got to break yourself of this weight and see crap. And how exactly are we going to do that? You're going to jump from this roof to that one. Ooh, sounds like Eagles strike first. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I represent Cobra Kai, because even though I seemingly have it all, my Vietnam flashbacks pull me back into the world of teaching karate to our youth. That's right, and my name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do, because I will straight up steal your surrogate son, just like how I stole your actual son. <laughs> Woo! Let's go, baby! Yeah, yeah. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. Um, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 3, uh, Then Learn Fly. That's the name of this one. Uh, directed by Marielle Woods and written by Michael Jonathan Smith. So Marielle Woods, we were looking up, um, ha has worked on the... Ha has worked mainly in stunts before this, um, but comes in to direct this one. And uh, Michelle Michael jo Jonathan Smith has been involved in lo lots of different episodes leading up to now. So here we are, episode three. Can I ask you a question to start out with? Yes. Did you forget some... I assume you rewatched this because we're, we're sort of catching up here after binging through the whole thing. Did, did you forget some of the stuff that happened in this top half of the season? I kind of did, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh... I mean, it, it always works this way. I mean, on one level, things play better on the rewatch because, yeah. you know, as I we've gone over many times, even though I know it's not the best way to watch the show, I sit and binge the stupid thing like an idiot that I am. Uh, I mean, mostly because it's like everyone else is doing it. I mean, I got to watch it all. I can't have it spoiled. Yeah, you got to yeah. watch it. But then, yes, when we get to go back and do this and take our time and kind of sit with an episode, it's like, oh, yeah, this was happening. Like, because even in this one, when it opens, we already have, like, kind of uh, an idyllic version of, you know, Johnny and Daniel, like, still kind of like, huh, to each other, but also working together and, uh, like, learning things. Like, ooh, the, you know, this sushi's good. Ah, this, this uh, turkey sandwich is actually good. Who would have thunk it? I don't think it's turkey. I think it's that wet, wet ham. That's what it was, ham. Again. Yeah, it was. I, I was thinking it was that, but for some reason I thought it was turkey. But you're right. Um, I, I think that's what I was thinking as well. That's why I asked the question that, like, you know, we were saying in our, you know, initial reviews that we want more of this. But when you sit and watch it, you're like, this is great. I love this. Mm. Um, so when we start out with two heads are better than one, a, a fairly long montage showing different parts of them working together. Um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And this is the stuff we want more of, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This is just, but also, I guess that's also the kind of red flag a little bit is that, mm. oh, we're getting we're it. Starting in out there. We yeah. know it's going to get bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is it in episode three. And, uh, I mean, already by the end of this episode, it's already kind of like, oh, now we see where the divide's going to start. Uh, but it's still great to be in the moment for sure. Yeah, so they, they we we see the montage of different people training the ham, the sushi, etc. Um, we even see them shaking hands and fist bumping and everything. It's all it's all perfect in the world of Jalarans. Um, yeah, La Russo. Russo. 
I mean, even to the so. point where, like, yeah, they're du- they're extending kind of their double date type thing. But I guess it's, you know, they came in separate cars. Even Daniel notices this. He's like, hey, you okay? Man? Like, they're best friends. <laughs> and Johnny's yes. even doing his, uh, his cap flip. So uh, things are oh, the way they should I be. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up so offhandedly. We've been waiting this whole time. Yeah. He does the perfect cap flip, and Daniel catches it. And everyone, I assume, cheers at home. <laughs> but yeah, as you said, they're not just working together. They're you know meeting up at Daniel's house. Uh, they're they're having pizza together in their from his pizza oven that they have, um, which you know eat the rich. Um, and then. <laughs> We see uh, Anthony as well. I lo- I love the interaction with Anthony and Johnny, where I I don't even remember the last time they met, but I'm I I remember the general cadence of it of uh, Johnny thinking he's a little dipshit, and this uh, opinion remains. Yes, yeah, I I feel like it's almost kind. It might have been the time they reference like at this dinner where they almost fought, like in season one. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. But yeah, yeah, I, I like their back and forth. What did you change to Whopper Juniors? And it's like, no, it's called a gross spurt. Gross spurt, you dipshit. Uh, but I mean, it's quite a gross spurt for only a few months. Uh, yeah. Real quick, because yeah, talking about how rich they are with their pizza, like their their Firestone pizza oven, I do think I saw that you can, um, I think the Cobra Kai house is on Airbnb, a little kind of sidebar here. Mm. Interesting. Uh, How much is it, though? That's what I'm trying to find out. It is. It's not in California because they do film. I mean, they film st- some stuff in California, uh, but they film a lot. Like every project these days, films in Atlanta because of I guess mm. tax incentives or whatever. Like every Marvel movie, they gussy up Atlanta to look like some other place, to look like space, to look like Wakanda. Right. But they're in Atlanta. Uh, the home itself sold for 2.4 million dollars. Um. The amenities, uh, you'll get... Well, we got to hear about the amenities. <laughs> well, 9,000 square feet, 1.1 acres, six bedrooms, six and a half baths. Uh, the outdoor pool, of course, where the Cobra Kai scenes have been shot. Gardens with fruit trees, azaleas, a koi pond. Oh, my God, all the things. A uh, koi pond, wow, how actually, appropriate. Yeah, I mean, um, unless, are they talking about the other house? Anyways. Surely not. Yeah. Um. It's interesting, yeah. So two million dollars in Atlanta, not in LA. So imagine how much this house oh, costs in the yes. valley. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, I don't have the Airbnb price, but just in case you're traveling to Atlanta anytime, you can stay at the Larusso house. Just take a look on uh, Airbnb. It's interesting. Well, I wanted to bring this up, but since we're on the topic, I don't want to get all classist over here. But Daniel's <laughs> Daniel's comment of "I didn't even go to college" is sort of the turning point of yeah. Hibbs and Miguel's uh, relationship, which is fine. I just feel like Daniel whips that out a fair few times throughout the show so far. He's like, yeah. I came from nothing, yeah. you know, that comes. And I feel like all rich ass people like to talk about how they came from nothing. And yeah. I mean, look, this is not a critique. I hope to be one of those rich ass people talking about how it came from nothing one of these days. But at the same time, this is a fucking ridiculous house <laughs> that they have. Yeah. Well, the good thing, though, at least in this uh, context, it is a good thing, and it is kind of stuff Miguel needs to hear. But I, but also, Daniel's not yeah. really even saying it in that way. I mean, I guess he kind of is because, you know, Miguel kind of hints at it a little bit. But at least here, 
It's not like he's he just, didn't bring it up. Yeah, he's not like yelling it at Johnny or you know like the <laughs> yeah, other times yeah, yeah. he's brought it up. At least here, it it's in this context, I like it because again, I mean, I feel like if you go back, I haven't checked, but if you go back to us discussing like season one, one of the things I've always talked about is I I want Miguel and Daniel because I mean Miguel is the proto Daniel of like the new times now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I always I've been looking forward to stuff like this for a long time. So seeing them get to kind of, uh, you know, spend more time together and him train him a bit. That's even though I, obviously I still love Miguel and Johnny probably a little bit more, but I've wanted to see this. And especially it's a little heavy handed the way Miguel all, it just thinks he's not good enough. But I guess we just did describe that huge home that has six and a half <laughs> bathrooms <laughs> and six yeah, bedrooms yeah. and outdoor like uh, like kind of uh, whatever the fuck that like courtyard it has. Uh, so I guess it does almost make sense that he's like, oh, shit, like, uh, you know, am I good enough? Uh, but anyways, I, I yeah, like one it. Of the, one of the reasons I asked if you've forgotten about this top half is, in retrospect, I mostly remember Daniel and Miguel hanging out in the context of how that affected Johnny. Because, mm. you know, that as we can see at the end of this episode, that becomes a thing. Uh, I kind of forgot about where Miguel was at at the start of this, where, you know, he wants to go to Stanford, which by context and culture, I understand is fancy school, um, but he can't afford it. Um, and, you know, he's spilling shit when they're there eating dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, worrying that he wouldn't be considered good enough for Sam. So, which is all... Yeah, like you said, maybe a little heavy-handed, but understandable. I also vaguely recall him like trying to pull up here, and then Robbie's in there yeah. eating dinner instead, and all these situations. So they certainly haven't had the best relationship necessarily up to this point. Um, but yeah, I forgot about some of that stuff. Agreed, and that is what, um, like, even though I call it heavy-handed, but it still does work because they did plant these seeds initially. Because I did think of the same thing when he. It was like a big deal for Miguel to show up at the house back in season one where partially it was because of the whole Cobra Kai thing. And then he was still intimidated by who her dad was. Uh, and then of course it went to shit because Robbie was there and, and a classic Miyagi verse misunderstanding. Uh, but yep. it, it, it did, it planted the seeds for what we're seeing here. Um, and yep. yeah, Sam, you know, they're, they're making jokes. Sam's going to take over the dealership. And Miguel's like, wow, that's great. Like <laughs> Miguel, <laughs> reacts like he slapped a contract on the table like this is what's gonna happen he's like oh my god that's crazy you're gonna think of the other ships like ah no it's just a joke of course not she's an idiot <laughs> but surely he must also be like wow all these people have money i don't understand how anything works i yeah. guess yes you inherit dealerships and you decide this when you're nine through a blood sacrifice i don't know we'd have nothing ha <laughs> um yeah, so also the basically we see where he's at. He's a bit insecure uh, about that whole relationship. We we get the setup that they've had the montage at the start. They're going to trade students now and give them a bit of a different perspective. And, you know, Johnny's like, don't give them back to me as cream puffs or something or other. Um, so, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess if we're going sequentially, we get a little glimpse of Terry Silver and his fancy, fancy breakfast after this. Yeah, he's not. I mean, we saw last time we saw him, there was the hint that, you know, the karate is creeping back into his soul, into his bones, into his mind. And yeah, he's having like some sort of like creme brulee or something or other. And of course, you know, the clicking of the torch gives him some flashbacks. 
Uh, and you know, he's he's he just can't get karate. Out. He can't get karate or crease out of his head. So good thing for us, the audience. Bad thing for Terry Silver, the person. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And if I can get a bit uh, psychological here, I feel like, you know, as we said the other week, karate and like his whole cocaine bad phase, that's all tied up together. But what we see here as well is he has flashbacks to the war and all of these traumatic experiences. And in a way, he learned karate during that and after that and became a sensei. And that has to be, in many ways, his way to deal of feeling like he's being attacked, pursued, forced to fight, even though he didn't do the actual fight above the pit of snakes or whatever. But he's forced into physical conflict, obviously, through the whole war. Mm. So karate is like a way to literally physically defend himself. Yep. So you can understand how after this traumatic experience, karate becomes even... Well, I, I know we have like uh, another flashback scene related to this, but I'll leave that for now. But like it becomes... He's physically defending himself. So he's in a way fighting whoever's in front of him but he can also fight all the ghosts of his past and now that crease is around all of those ghosts are coming back up again so it's no big surprise that he's running back towards karate yes and also i mean i was thinking about this watching this episode and it was partially brought up by the cobra kai subreddit shout out to cobra kai subreddit um because someone pointed out like that if johnny had just mounted that tv on the right wall None of this would have happened because you know you know he mounted it on the wrong wall and gets yelled at and yes. gets fired off, <laughs> and it's it's so funny to think because you know that's like obviously a very specific point, but like it is weird to think how Johnny got all this back in motion by just like reopening Cobra Kai and trying to kind of relive his glory days because it brought all the you know everyone came out of the woodwork. Daniel couldn't handle it. Crease got wind of things going on. And meanwhile, Terry Silver's out living his life, you know, a changed man. Yeah. Uh, now he's just getting dragged back in all this drama. It's it's weird to think because Terry Silver, I mean, not to get too much into it because, I mean, we're only on episode three, but, you know, we're seeing the birth of one of the greatest villains. But it's such a tragic thing to think about in the context of, okay, this guy kind of got his life together for the past 25 years whatever it might be 30 years and now he's just getting pulled back in oh it's unfortunate it's like it's like shakespeare <laughs> it is like shakespeare that's exactly what i was gonna say he's in a good place but i guess it comes down to at least what the story's telling us is he's he's living someone else's life he's yeah, not he's true. not being himself he's not being true to himself so it's not gonna work i like my theory of traumatic experiences are brought back up again and he has a physical adrenaline panic and needs yeah. to fight something which is you know both can be true in their own ways i suppose but either way we'll we'll, we'll get back to terry silver but yeah. uh for now let's zoom on to your favorite character kenny yes as he arrives and interrupts a class and is generally awkward about it and basically robbie gets him a shot to try out um for the class and he has kyler is that his name run yeah, at him kyler um yeah and he he just keeps keeps running off so he's he's not doing a great job so far of the cobra kai uh strike first spirit yeah he's a you know he's too scared the only thing i kind of didn't get i mean i guess 
Because I mean, the last kind of we 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 know of the last thing we know about Cobra Kai is they're kind of on the ropes and they need people. But then again, I guess it would make sense that Kreese would just look at this kid and be like, "Oh, he's just this short little kid. What is he going to add to our stable?" Whereas if it was, I get maybe if because I didn't buy or I didn't get initially why he'd be like, "What? A new student? Someone wants to join Cobra Kai? Get out of here, you idiot!" <laughs> But I guess it is just because he's small and weak looking and also he's not proving himself in the moment either. Whereas if it was like a big jack dude or something, maybe like, hell yeah, join Cobra Kai. This is great. We need you for the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I that's pretty consistent with Chris. Yeah. Didn't he make everyone like fight each other and then like the losers left or something? True. Uh, yes. One of these times. And I basically he's you. He's like, what are you fucking season season five of Degrassi or whatever? You're coming in yeah, here trying to make a new here. generation, a new class over here. <laughs> fuck that. You're younger than everyone here. Get the fuck out. We want to stay with the main characters. Yeah, that's, that's true. what he's doing. I think I'm on board. <laughs> um, yeah. So Robbie obviously is already he he meets Kenny here for the first time and is like, oh wow, your brother is really tough. Um, and already there's some some sort of bond there that we'll get back to. But uh, for the moment, like I said, uh, Eagle Fang and, and Miyagi-Do are switching up their um, their students and Daniel brings in the Eagle Fangs and tells them they have to catch a koi fish and uh, Miguel rather comedically falls in snatching for it uh, and he looks horrified. But yeah, you know, I, th- th- it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I do like the extra layer of... Because, yeah, we know Miguel doesn't... He already doesn't feel good enough because he's dating, you know, Mr. LaRusso's daughter. And now it's like he wants to do well in class to show him that, well, hey, at least, I mean, karate is something we can find a common ground on that I'm good at. And, yeah, it comically falls in. It's like he's even more horrified now because not only did he, uh, you know, embarrass himself, but he embarrassed himself in front of Mr. LaRusso. Could you believe that? Um, like we know there's some trick to this lesson because we know yeah. Miyagi-Do, but I guess the students won't figure that out because all of Johnny's lessons are along the lines of punch, punch wall hard yeah. and that sort of thing. So, so, but also I feel like I've seen videos of like bear catching fish and birds catching fish and usually they get in the water, you know, when they're just leaning over comedically, <laughs> snatching at them at this rather broad piece of water. I'm like, surely the first thing you would do is get in and stand really still uh, until they get comfortable with your presence and then you snatch for it rather yeah. than just bending over. So in a way he's ahead of the class because he's already in the water. I mean, that should have been your intro because that's how Miyagi-Do you are. That's true. That, well, that was my thought. And then yeah. there was an extra aspect in that they have to do the circular thing and sort of move with them instead of just standing there yeah. like a heron. Um, but yeah, it, it still makes sense. It works. But I do love how they're like, it's it's a relatively big piece of water and they're just on the edge of it. Like, how are you going to grab the fish that's throughout <laughs> this pond? But whatever. <laughs> well, but getting to something that doesn't make sense to me. And again, this is where I'm going to be the nitpick guy. Um I really did not like Johnny's lesson here with the jumping from building to building because I feel like they went too far. I feel like the other times they've had Johnny do this, it's like crazy enough, but not insane. Like I felt like this was just insane. And it I like mm-hmm. 
I wasn't on his side at all. Like, I was completely on Sam's side. I was like, this makes no sense. He would never jump from that building to that building with a couple of stupid mattresses on the ground. Like, I get it's funny, but it's... And I know this show, obviously, is not super realistic, but it almost crossed over too far into cartoonish for me. But that's just... That was my take on it. I get that. I feel like the distance is... Like, it's hard to say if we're... But, like, in the universe of this show, is that actually ridiculously far or mm. not? Because we're not really adhering to reality either way. In sure. reality, it would be, like, absolutely bonkers. But in this world, maybe not. I don't know, because we already have a lot of things happening that aren't super realistic. But, yeah, exactly right. Sam is like, well, we're obviously not going to do that. Like, he just had... Uh, Johnny just had his own lessons with Daniel about no be there. Like, why would I submit myself to this extreme danger yeah. for no reason? Because it's Eagle Fang and it's badass. Did you feel, you know, there's later on, um, it, when they refuse to do it, he kind of walks up to Sam and asks, like, what's the problem? You know, he and they have a talk about doing everything that your parents expect, etc. Yeah. I kind of expected him at the end of that speech to run, like, because he says something like, if I did everything my dad wanted or whatever, I'd be waiting out the clock. And I'm trying to find uh, the last line. It's like, oh, I get to help kids like you. And, you know, do what you want. It's no sweat off my back. I half expected him. Uh, yeah, if you want to sit in the backseat your whole life, uh, go right ahead. I thought after that he would run over and fucking do the jump. Uh, yeah. but But no, he didn't. Well, because I mean, I just and again, I, I get I know I'm kind of nitpicking, but then it's like so Sam did it and then they're like, all right, let's go home or now does everyone have to do it? Like what? You know what I mean? Like, no, they we... would die. She's the only one who <laughs> actually is capable. That's of what it. I mean. So he didn't like teach. I mean, I know in the past, obviously, we ha I mean, they, they have the Demetri has that funny reference to when he pushed Miguel in the, the, the water. But he's like, that's now morphed into a kid drown. Uh, when he's trying to teach oh, him yeah, to kick yeah. in the pool. <laughs> but, like, you know, they had the thing in the pool with him kicking, and then they had, of course, like, the cement truck thing they've done. Like, I don't know. I feel like those things felt more plausible, where this is literally like, no, you just die. Like, okay, you either do this well or you just die. I mean, uh, Miguel fell off of a s smaller <laughs> uh, <laughs> balcony and almost fucking died. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I know it doesn't really matter. It is just about like, Johnny's crazy. Uh, but I just wish it felt more. I don't know. I, I, I wish it was a little bit more. But, you know, it does play. You wish to Go ahead. Yeah. You wish it was a little bit more grounded, really. Yes. Because, like, Correct. if you compare it to Daniel's lesson, it's like. Yeah, you might fall in the water, but like you're not going <laughs> to die. So it does seem silly and extreme. I don't know if it's like we were talking about the saturation of this show. It's very brightly colored. I don't know if it's that or just the show up to this point. Uh, I, I completely get where you're coming from. But at the same time, when I was watching this, I didn't react to it at all. I was mm. just like, oh, yeah, of course, uh, because someone will eventually jump it, I thought, in this episode. And that will prove that he wasn't crazy, you know? True. I just at least I feel like and, and I feel like it should have been a lesson that everyone learned something from. But it really yeah. is just because, like, I feel like even though Miguel catches the fish and kind of comes up with the idea you could see that everyone kind of learned something. I don't really get 
that, you know, the other people learned something here. I mean, Sam did, and I guess that's all that matters. She's the golden child She's now. the only one we care about, honestly, yeah. from that uh, whole group, unfortunately. And I just um, feel like Johnny deserves more, like, as a character, he's, you know, it's, it's. I think we've made jokes about, oh, not jokes, so we've pointed out some of the jokes in the past. Like, some of the technology jokes are really good, and then some yeah, of them some push of them. it too far, where it just... It makes them more of a really stupid person instead of just like an ignorant person. Uh, yeah. Which is, there's a line. But anyway, I mean, I'm not going to harp on it too much. It works. And it even like, I like the fact that Johnny learns a bit from it as well because he uses the same, you know, uh, the the teachable moment to go and tell Carmen how he feels. and But he's even referencing like, I'm not going to be in the back seat anymore. And then she's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I kind of forgot that as well. Yeah. How like some of Johnny's stuff at the first half of the season? Because looking back after finishing it, I mostly remember like him and Carmen and them like figuring out how to tell Miguel Miguel's reaction. But yeah, they have this slight conflict from the awkward moment uh, that we talked about previously, and then yeah, just like you said, uh, helping Sam to learn how to take the jump showed him how to make the first move uh, or like this move with Carmen, I guess. But I think Johnny's lesson, it's, I mean, I, I agree. They all should have jumped it or whatever, but uh, his lesson, I guess there's no physical training involved, which is interesting. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of a contrast to a lot of other stuff, like the cement mixer or whatever, like, cause in some stuff there's like a brain aspect and a physical aspect. And here it's like, you're either going to make it or you're not. So it's, it's more about attitude. You can jump between buildings. Don't go around life thinking you can't yeah. um, like very fear does not exist in this dojo kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Daniel's lesson makes a lot more sense. It is mental, but there's also a physical speed aspect. Like every time you try to catch the fish, hopefully you're learning something uh, either way, even when you're failing. As opposed to here, if you failed, you would uh, die. Yeah, or you'd be seriously hurt. Uh, one yeah. thing, I mean, I do like the... And I mean, I, I don't know if they fully explore this to so this potential this season. I do like Johnny and Sam and seeing mm. their interactions and him training her. And I mean, it's always great when I mean, it's a common thing with whether it be Johnny, Daniel or Miyagi. We like to see that these these teachers, these father figures learn something as well along the way. So there's some good back and forth there. There's a lot of good potential. Um, And I mean, we'll get into it as we go through the other episodes. I don't know if they realize that to its full potential. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but speaking of that mentorship, as they're leaving Miyagi-Do, uh, the dojo, uh, Miguel gets a call and, you know, uh, Daniel being the classic good guy offers to help uh, get his mother's car sorted out. And so they get a little bit more of a chance to interact. I think, is it after that they're driving and hearing the music? or No, that's later on. Um, yeah, just trying to sort it out. On. They, yeah. they kind of do the mechanic thing and they do the I didn't go to college thing. Uh, but it, as you said, it's not like <laughs> he's not just bringing it up out of nowhere. It is relevant. Um, and I mean, and, and, and it's great to hear his yes. him talk about. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> were saying the same thing. Uh, so Miyagi's. What's it? Called? What was it called? Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees or yes, something? Yes, Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees. Because it was funny. I was watching that with my girlfriend. Like <laughs> it's like one a.m. or whatever. And as he's 
uh talking about college i'm like yeah he couldn't go to college he he flew to okinawa <laughs> and then right like right before he says it i'm like then he started a bonsai tree shop and then they and i'm like yes this is great this is the nostalgia slash fan service slash whatever that i'm looking for feed it into my veins i'm loving it yeah and, and exactly like it's it's that kind of reference humor but also it also works as just an offhand comment like they could have if you haven't watched the third karate kid you could think they just made that up and it'd be like a funny line but it yeah. actually works <laughs> on both levels huh. and miguel gets a bit of a mind reset because as he said he's got this fixed idea in his head of like oh it might not be good enough for like these people are uber rich which they are and we need to eat them um but he he gets a bit of a reset there and of of course daniel gets him to repair the car you know teach a man to fish if you will he'll uh never go hungry a day in his life um so yeah 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 because this kind of stuff that bleeds into the next episode so it is kind of hard to keep it in order on which what's in what but yeah this he kind of breaks it to, like he tells them like oh i'm not gonna fix it and then it's like i don't know anything about cars and it's like oh this is great this is classic miyagi do even though you're not learning karate but you're like learning new things this is this is how it works uh to back it up a bit we do have terry does show up at cobra kai um yeah. and, and he comes in with the energy of like why did you show up at my house he's not there yeah. like okay i decided to join you he's like all of these emotions have been bubbling now because of you and you know what you did because he does know Chris and Chris does do this thing where he shows up to people and stirs the fucking pot and then disappears. So he comes in accusing him of that. And as Chris points out, you wouldn't have come here if you wouldn't if you didn't like want to be involved in this. And they do a bit of fancy karate. Terry Silver punches the air and is uh, very cool and hot. Yeah, and he does, I mean, he does kind of egg him on a bit with, like, you know, just you're some old man in the last chapter of his life clinging to some happy ending. Like, such a great, like, perfect crease. A crease line that (laughs) Terry, like, needs to hear at this moment, at least to go the bad route. Like, this is the the line he needs to hear to, like, set him back into, like, the Cobra Kai stance. And I'm really impressed with, um, I mean, we always talk about, you know, Ralph Macho looks great for his age. Zapka looks great for his age. I mean, Kreese looks great for his age. But fucking uh, Terry They're Silver. I mean, yeah, Terry yeah. Silver. I mean, we were already calling him a uh, Terry Silver Fox. But, I mean, you see him busting out the moves here. You see his ab- his washboard abs later on <laughs> when he's looking at his, his tattoo spot. I'm like, this guy's in amazing shape. Good for him. It's almost like, yeah. it's almost <laughs> like in the back of his mind he's thinking – I might have to be Terry Silver one day. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you don't even know. One day, I might get a call and have to do karate again. So I better keep keep myself in shape. <laughs> He's laid in wait this whole time, uh, just like Terry Silver unknowingly did. You said you were impressed with that. I, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of impressed already, you know, with the acting uh, as well at For this sure. point. Because Terry Silver is, like... He's psychotic. He is, I was going to say he's two-dimensional, but, you know, he presents different fronts to different people in a way, like he manipulates Daniel. There's something going on there, but also the whole time watching it in the film, I'm just like, this is fucking crazy that this person's doing this. Whereas here, I feel like it's a bit more three-dimensional What uh, what's being brought to the table. Yes, because like we had already mentioned, um, I mean, this show's very good at making some of the mistakes or kind of not as good things better. 
Uh, and also, like, giving this dude, uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, a chance because he really is giving an awesome performance. And, like, looking yeah. at his IMDb, I mean, the last credit he had is in 2007 for a TV movie. Wow. And yeah. it's so awesome that he gets a, a an opportunity. I mean, I don't know if he's already, like, forgot he, – if he had forgotten about acting and moved on or whatever, or if he's already had this fire, like, hoping for a chance to do something. Either way – it's fucking great that he uh, had this chance. Oh, actually, looking at it, he has been writing stuff, so good for him. He wrote for the show Grimm, uh, oh, nice. 15 episodes. He wrote for Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, uh, Heartstrings uh, written for television, uh, Mr. Troop Mom in 2009. But either way, I still stand by it's so great that he has this chance to kind of really show he's got it, and I think he does. Yeah, and it, I would love to know how much, uh, like, who's who's the hungry one on each side of the discussion when mm-hmm. it comes to Terry Silver? Is it the people doing the show, like, please come back? Or is it the other way around and same with the bad boy of karate? <laughs> has has the actual actor forgotten about karate? Uh, or is it the character? We'll see. But I wanted to say as well, I love that line you mentioned about, like, an old man clinging to his happy ending. And then knowing what you told me the other week, that uh, he's a year younger than Daniel, <laughs> yes. the actor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well that Great even stuff. that even repurposes like not to jump too far ahead but when we see the karate kid 3 flashbacks at the end of this episode well yeah. i'm even thinking about it there where like daniel's kind of beaten up in the, at the entrance of cobra kai and he's yelling like cobra kai never dies and i'm like oh yeah he's <laughs> just a younger guy pretending to be an old man <laughs> yelling at him <laughs> great stuff um yeah so uh, we have Robbie showing up at Kenny's house and he's bringing the backpack. So he has kind of a, a reason, but the real reason I feel like is feels a bit protective. Um, and he sees, uh, the great milk challenge, cyberbullying video. Uh, yeah. and that's enough to drive him to like, okay, I'll show you some moves. Uh, I'll help you up, out a little bit. And he, he basically the same thing happens where he's, he's running at him and, and Kenny's running off, um, I f- and to, yeah. for my angle, and I bet I'm the only one that has this point of view here on Kenny. Kenny's a little sharper than we're giving credit for, because I feel like I've seen it in a romantic comedy or something where they're like, "Oh, leave you know a piece of clothing somewhere so you have an excuse or whatever to to see him again or something like that." So Kenny left his backpack on purpose. He knew Robbie would come crawling back. Yeah, that sounds like some <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Sounds like it's in the genre of like a proper alpha male blaming women for sexual assault kind of. Ah, she was asking for it. Yeah, of course, come to my house. Uh, but also, that's probably true that that's uh, yeah. that's in there somewhere as a suggestion of what to do. So, and again, not to nitpick, but how'd they get all that milk in there? I'm not gonna hang. I'm not gonna stay on it too much. But uh, I'm on. impressed with their engineering. Honestly, yeah. like this is a good school. They have all the materials. Probably they use the stuff uh, from the science lab, which we'll get into next episode um but yeah so he does a bit of training with him yeah he, a- he t- tells him to use his speed or whatever and we if we stick with this storyline he shows back up to cobra kai 
And the same thing happens where it kind of runs off. I do kind of like how they stick with that. It, it reminds me a bit of Dimitri. Yes. How it took a while for him to, like, it wasn't like the third time something happened that he did it right, which is what you expect. It's more like, oh, we've done it three times. Guess what? You have to do this a hundred times yeah. and then maybe you'll be good at it. Um, and he, he uses this, he, he kind of looks around at everyone laughing at him and then runs at Kyler and punches him in, in the back. Is that right? Something well, like kinda that? Well, kind of in the, um, like, it kind of, he hits him in the face because I think Kyler's okay. not really looking at him, but then at like Kenny's so quick that as he's turning, yeah. he hits him. Which it it it's a smart way to do it. And yeah, I, I'm totally with you that it's not like he immediately shows up and knows some moves, or you know, uh, Robbie gave him some sort of secret move to do, uh, yeah. like a fucking crane kick or something. But <laughs> I mean, it works. And we also do learn about Kenny and how he blames himself for his brother Sean. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you know, there was a there was a guy, and this is my my goof on Cobra Kai theories is that Mike Barnes, the bad boy karate, is the one that stole from <laughs> Kenny's family, <laughs> and Sean beat the shit out of him, <laughs> and that's why he's gonna show up later. Uh, I don't really believe that, but it's just funny because we're we're always trying to uh, paste in uh, our past characters and where they're gonna show up. Um, but yeah. yeah, I like, I like, again, I know I was very harsh on spending so much time with Kenny, but I did say, I like the, I like the actor a lot. Um, I like what they're doing with him. It's just timing wise. I'm, I'm of the mode of like, Hey, we're season four. I want to be with these other characters, but they're still doing some good stuff here. And we learn about how he blames himself. And yes, we get a Dimitri slash, I guess just Miyagi verse moment where it takes a little time for someone to kind of get there um yeah. and it also kind of shows there's only a hint of it here we get into it more later that it's not always a great thing when um you know someone powerless realizes their power it can it can, it can go bad ways so we'll see very true um so we we skipped forward a little bit so going back uh on the terry silver front we see him Taking ah, some pills, yeah. unidentified pills. He sees uh, some messages from this girl he's seen. They're they're just seeing where it, this takes them or whatever they said last time about their relationship. Uh, but he's not responding to any messages, and he has a flashback. He looks at where he's lasered off a tattoo. Remembers getting that tattoo with Crease, and uh, I don't know if it's just young Terry Silver uh, or what, but like this is bad. This is a bad scene. I didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I didn't really, it didn't stand out to me, but actually, uh, Mike, who we had on the show before, he he said the same thing when we were just talking generally about the season, is that he didn't like the flashbacks uh, they had. He thought they were pretty bad. Um, it didn't really stand yeah. out to me. I mean, I guess I, I wouldn't point it out as great either. Um, I, they, I mean, they're just, it, uh, probably because it's just trying to do some work of uh, exposition work of filling in gaps. If yeah. someone's like, oh, why wasn't Terry around in the first movie? Like, he just pops up in the third movie. And, you know, they have this, like, thing. Oh, is my dad's going to cut me off, uh, but I'll be around. Don't worry. Um, yeah, my dad wants me to run his company. He, he wants me to put all this karate and Vietnam behind me. And I, don't, yeah. I, I think you're right. It's just a combination of trying to do a bit of kind of heavy-handed exposition in combination with not great acting and the fact that these characters, you know, they had some scenes in the past season, but, like, there's not a real universe here backing them up the way it is in present day. These actors aren't really 
connecting with like they don't really know what they're doing in there uh to be fair to them but yeah i don't know it's it's just a bit uh hammy uh to be honest but it still brings us to the moment when he pulls out the you know the hair tie and in my opinion it's such a great like it's i mean it's on paper it might sound insane but the fact that we have to build to him like, oh, yeah, he's putting his hair back. He's getting the ponytail again. Like, I think that's so smart and so fun uh, that it's like, OK, he's the ponytail's back. Terry Silver's back. Let's fucking go. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. And to be fair, like I was watching something, I forget what, but someone was shooting an arrow and they had their hair down, you know, and if my like you you would never do that to my understanding like because you could easily get your arrow caught in your wild locks of hairs like whether it's merida in in fucking brave or whatever but that makes this make more sense to me like similarly you would never have a big karate fight with your hair down if you had long hair or any fight um so him pulling it back it's not just like remember me from movie three i looked like this it's actually like this is the way i would wear my hair if i was going into a fight so that's why it has significance to me and not just the camera that's filming this you know (laughs) this actually makes sense (laughs) yeah i agree uh we already kind of went over the other stuff uh miguel catches a koi and i mean i i don't love this ending um it makes sense i mean miguel gets his headband uh, is like Lotus, uh, the Miyagi headband, and that's as Johnny kind of comes back, and it's like it's you know every other season of past every every the past three seasons episode nine ending happening here in episode three of season four because it's usually Daniel and Johnny are on good terms, and then something's gonna drive a wedge there. It's him seeing at him with Allie or you know whatever happening again. I guess it's still. It makes sense, but it's also kind of like, all right, here we go, you know? Yeah, I was going to say similarly that it's not that it doesn't make sense, but maybe something about the musical cue together with him going, what? And then, like, zoom in on him getting the headband. It's like, yeah, but, like, you sent them off to train together. He's now doing Miyagi-Do things. Like, that was the whole point, which, you know, it'd be okay if you felt insecure about it. But it's also, we have the underlying knowledge of, like, they're going to try to drive Johnny and Daniel apart. So it's more a reaction of, like, I guess this is the thing that's going to do it, rather than, like, oh, yeah, this development makes sense. And weirdly uh, enough... Sorry to everyone leaving us two and one-star yeah. reviews about complaining <laughs> yeah, about the show, I'm by the way. Uh, we actually really like this show. <laughs> yeah, this we love it. This is why we get into the nitty-gritty of it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes more sense with stuff that happens in the next episode if it then culminated to this moment, then being like, what the fuck? Um, Honestly, yeah, I think that's it because it kind of, every Netflix show at the end, you need to have something driving you into the next episode. But I think this unnecessarily telegraphs where the story is going in a way that we don't really need. I know you need something to end it on, but like maybe end it with Johnny and uh, Carmen kissing or something because we have that scene as well that we kind of skipped past where it's quite comedic that, uh, you know, her mother's friends are all there and so on. But uh, I don't know. It felt like it was kind of there to show it kind of just told us what's the next episode yeah, going to be going. about is what i felt yeah which is fine uh, again it's just yeah you know thanks <laughs> for the two-star reviews because you're upset that we <laughs> i mean i feel like we praise this show quite a bit and it's very genuine i mean we love this show but i mean hey that's why we're talking about it for an hour there's gonna be a few things we might not love 
But uh, yeah. I guess that's that, right? That's episode three. That's episode three. Now, if you want to disagree with us or agree with us or send us any thoughts of your own, you can send those to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at showswhatyouknow. That's the letter U, just to confuse things. Mm. Um, And beyond that, all of our other uh, podcasts are available at showswhatyouknow.com, where we have things like uh, Blank Meets Blank, where we make up our own TV shows. Uh, you know when you guys in the reviews, the two-star reviews, are like, you think you can do better? Go check out <laughs> Blank Meets Blank, yeah. where we do better than not this show, but no. other shows yeah. that we critique. Um, <laughs> and there's stuff like Real History, where we talk about historical movies and TV, etc. Beyond that, the only thing is that we love those reviews, whether they're one star, two star, or anywhere but just leave in that region or ones. above. Just Specifically, leave. five stars yeah. are good, but honestly, I don't know that Apple Podcasts cares. Just any engagement will take it. So, uh, fair uh, enough, yeah. yeah. Thanks, well, thanks in advance for any reviews. Uh, any other final thoughts, Jim? Uh, I guess there's only one thing comes to mind. What's that? Strike first! Strike hard! No mercy!